Wesley Peeps, and thanks for tuning in again to episode 003 now of The Pursuit, the official podcast of the Tarleton Wesley Foundation, where we talk about all things the life and times of college students. Some of it will be specific to Tarleton, a lot of it may not be. Uh, Through each of these episodes of this podcast, we're going to talk about questions of theology that may come up with some students. Uh, Maybe, you know, the big buzzword in the church now is deconstruction, but also some reconstruction conversations. We're going to talk about video games, books, movies, current events, and, you know, hopefully even throw in a whole lot of nonsense. I'm Reverend Corey Moses, pastor and director of the Wesley Foundation at Tarleton State University, and I am just excited to jump into this episode with you all. Each week we'll have a guest co-host joining us on the podcast to help lead us in our topic of the day. Sometime it'll be from our board of directors, some will be clergy friends and colleagues from across our conference, and some will be Tarleton faculty or staff, and on occasion, we may even get the chance to hear from one of our student leaders, like today. With me today on the podcast is the one and only Brett Ross. Brett, welcome to The Pursuit. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm glad to be here. Good deal. We're excited to hear from you uh, as we jump into today's episode. All right, so if you have been with us from the beginning of the past few episodes, then you know what comes next, because I love for our listeners to get to hear a little bit intimately of who we are. And today I wanted to start by just posing the question to you, Brett. Who are you and why are you here? Well, uh, I am currently a junior uh, at Tarleton. I am getting my degree in criminal justice. And I am also the president of the Wesley Foundation, I'm sure. Okay. So, And you've already been doing some work, like doing some ride-alongs and things. Yes, yes, I have. Uh, just recently I've been on, uh, I think should be two, you could count three. I went on a couple of uh, tobacco or underage tobacco stings. Yeah, you were so, the bait, right? Yes, I was. <laughs> I was the bait. How did that feel for you being the bait? It was cool. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's not it's not something you're gonna get hurt doing. I don't yeah. think if you're not so not not really put in danger. No, you're not, you're not in danger at all. I mean, it's there's, kind of there's not a whole lot of danger in buying tobacco products. <laughs> <laughs> Using yes, but, uh, but right, right, buying right. not so so. Yeah. But yeah, you know, um, yeah, you know, it's not it's not really it's it, the way that I would describe that as is uh, kind of like acting. You okay, know? you're playing. At least the way that I put it to myself is I'm playing a character, you mm-hmm. know. I'm being somebody who I am not. So, okay. you know, you just go in, you ask the cashier, like, hey, I want a pack of cigarettes or a can of dip or something like that. And either they say, hey, can I see your ID, or they give it to you. They say, hey, can I see your ID? You tell them, hey, I don't have it with me. Because the, uh, the sergeant that I was with was... Um, telling me uh, just to leave my ID at home because technically, you know, you're not lying when you're saying I don't have my ID on me. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that's smart. So, and you know, they say, you know, you don't have your ID, we can't sell to you, sorry. So. Okay. And then, cool. so, yeah. So do you have, do you have like a preference of where you want to live to be in law enforcement or specific law enforcement dreams? Uh, yeah, I, when I first came to Tarleton, I, uh, I, had it in my mind that I want to be a Texas game warden. Right? Okay. So um, after a while, I realized that basically everybody here also wants to do that. So 
<laughs> and as a game warden, the one that I talked to, he basically put it, you know, you're not going to get rich doing this. And yeah. you're also not going to get rich doing any other law enforcement job. Right. But some of them you will be better off than others. Right. And uh, since everybody wants to be a game warden here, I figured, you know, why not go for one of the other um, branches? And so as of right now, I am set on being or moving to southwest texas and becoming a border patrol okay so what what is the draw to law enforcement for you for me it's really just the aspect of uh you know helping the people that need to be helped a lot of these people they can't or they can't or won't help themselves so they need others to help them uh some people need people to protect them from other individuals out there and um it's that's kind of the draw for it to me because uh you know well and you you also have by extension law enforcement in your in your family right your brother's father-in-law is a retired homicide detective yes uh he wrote a book called uh real murder investigations and it is available on amazon i don't get any kickback from that but uh, (laughs) i talked to david about that yeah (laughs) i have a copy of it uh i haven't gotten to reading it yet i got it for christmas last year so um still trying to get around to that but uh, it's a big book oh yes yes and it's got all his cases and all the things that he's worked on and uh, no punches are pulled uh, yeah. in the uh, the content. So. Yeah, we brought him into the Wesley a few years ago to to do his self defense class, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just he, he always does a great job. It was received really well. Just a just a great opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's let's kind of shift gears and let's talk <clears throat> let's talk Wesley stuff. You said you're the president of our leadership team. You have been with me now. This will be year three. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So talk to me about what what is leadership what how do you view the function and role of our leadership team and and how that plays into our community here at the wesley to me i think that leadership is um it's obviously very important important for a structure type uh organization kind of like we are you know um i really think that it's important for the other like students who are showing up here at the wesley to have a leadership team to be able to talk to, to be able to converse with, uh, bring us their problems and things of that nature. And for us just to provide a, uh, excuse me, a, uh, a safe space for a lot of people here on a college campus. Yeah. Cause I know that when I came here or when I first came to Tarleton in college in general, it's very nerve wracking for yeah. people cause you are, you are out of the door of your house. You are in unknown territory, mm-hmm. and uh, you basically you're back at square one. You don't have any high school friends, or at least if you do, they're kind of going to drift apart. But uh, it's uh, it's nice to have some place that you can go in and you say and you can think to yourself, "Hey, this is a safe space for me. I am welcome here." Yeah. So. So what is. So, so that's leadership in general at the Wesley. Your role as the president, how do you see that role? I see my role as kind of a, a higher up for the other okay. pieces, or not pieces, sorry, of the, uh, the other members of the leadership team that they can come to me with their mm-hmm. problems and their concerns about the way that we are operating and the way that uh, we are doing things, events, and all that kind of stuff. 
is that they can come to me with their questions and I can bring it up to one of y'all or they can go to one of y'all because we don't exactly have like a chain of command or anything. Right. It's kind of just a, an open door thing. So, Okay. Very cool. Well, uh, it, I, I, I appreciate so much all of our leaders. Um, I, I always get excited when, when students agree to, to be in leadership, to, to want to lead others. I, I've always believed that, that leaders develop leaders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and as we've talked about before, my own personal philosophy is when, when you all succeed, it's 100% your fault. Yeah. When you all fail, it's 100% my fault because I've not equipped you. And sometimes I do better at that than others. <laughs> That's fair. We've talked about this. But yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. So as we move forward, you know, I've got these, I've got these pod decks cards. And, and just in a way for people to kind of, just to kind of lighten the room and, and kind of engage our listeners a little bit, um, we've, got, we've got Would You Rather, we've got Interview Deck 1, What the Heck, and Interview Deck 2. So I'm going to invite you to select a category, and I will draw the card for you. Okay, let's, let's do uh, Interview Deck 2. Interview Deck 2. Who is your favorite hero of fiction? Uh... My my initial knee jerk reaction is uh, Ellen Ripley from the Alien series. Yeah, I know you love the Alien yeah, series. Yeah. That is my probably so why my Ellen Ripley. What's the what's the appeal? Well, the main thing is is in the in the first film she is kind of a background character at yeah. the beginning, um, and as the film progresses, as the alien gets on board and starts picking off people, <clears throat> she starts to step up. Um, and she, she takes command, and she starts to form a plan of how to escape or how to destroy the creature. Or they tried to destroy the creature, but everybody else died. So, <laughs> And in the end, uh, she managed to best it um, just by a hair. And, you know, she escapes with her life. And that's Sigourney Weaver, Yes, right? yes. Yeah. And uh, in the second film, in Aliens, with the S added on... <laughs> Uh, she is, also does the same thing. Um, when other people start to panic and break down, uh, she steps up and takes command and, um, you know, uh, leads people to safety. So. Okay. It, it reminded me, have you seen the movie Life? It's an older movie. It's Ryan Reynolds. And, the one that uh, came out in like 2000. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds. Yes, yes, yes. I just watched that the other day. And it's like, man, I'm I'm watching that movie, and I'm like, have none of y'all watched a science fiction movie before? Like, (laughs) y'all should know how this is going to go. Yeah, I've seen... Like, you don't find dirt from Mars that has evidence of life in (laughs) it. you don't play with it. And start playing around with it. Yeah, exactly. There's no way this is going to end positively. Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, a lot of that thing is that the characters in uh, Alien and Aliens feel real and believable. They don't feel dumb just for the sake of being a, uh, a, like, what would you call that? Like a like an archetype of a person okay, in a yeah. film? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you've got stereotype. the... Yeah, stereotype of uh, somebody in a film. Um, the people in the films feel real and believable, and they do things that normal people would do. Right, right. You know, some people panic, and others are, st- are just... Uh, they're like a bulwark for other mm. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ripley being one of them. Yeah. And... <clears throat> 
it's just I go back and I I watch those films and I uh, I have the uh, the Blu-ray collector's edition or whatever Very for nice. uh, all five films. And uh, apparently there's a sixth one that's currently being made. I believe oh. it's going to come out on Hulu. They finished filming. I don't remember the exact name of it. But man, I got to figure out how to kill that thing, man. <laughs> Six films yeah, later. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the problem. It's hard to kill. So, um, But yeah, you know, I go back and I, I read the books. I have a bunch of books on it. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those things that I... A lot of people get into a series when they're a kid, and that's the one that I got into. Very cool. All right, well, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, let's go with What the Heck. Okay. Yeah. The green one. Oh. Have you ever accidentally texted the wrong person, and how did it turn out? Man, if I had a dollar for every time (laughs) I have texted the wrong person now apple has has helped us out a little bit mm-hmm. and now you, you've got a brief moment where you can undo <laughs> sending that yes. message yes if you catch it but most i mean most of the time it's it's pretty innocent yeah, like i'll innocent. send a text and and there's the and i'm like why is this person not answering and then i'll get a text <laughs> like was that what was that, is, meant, was for that me? meant for me um, so I, I really haven't had a like super wild like oh no I'm in trouble. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say that I I have either. It's I don't know. It usually, it's just kind of you accidentally like butt text somebody. Yeah, it's just like a jumble of words or not words of just letters and they're like yeah. Like, I mean I, I'm not typically sending sending too many. Uh, Risque text messages these days. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we'll do one more each. What do you What do you think? Okay. Uh, let's do red. Would you rather? Ooh, now this one's good. Okay. All right. Would you rather be able to record your thoughts or your dreams while you sleep? I think I'd go with dreams. Yeah? Because some of the dreams that I've had, I feel like would make awesome movies. <laughs> you know? Just, yeah. uh I had a dream a few weeks ago where Pete Davidson was a serial killer trapped in prison with me. He was trying to kill me. And I was crippled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really specific. You know what I mean? I can't really remember my dreams but sometimes. And I do wish... you dream in color? Uh, yes. Yeah, I do too. I is that a thing? Like some yeah. people don't dream in color. Yeah, some people don't don't dream in color. And if I'm not mistaken, I think some people don't even dream in like because like when I dream, it's like I'm living out. Yeah, yeah, like a movie or, mm-hmm. or an action. Yeah, not everybody dreams like that. Apparently, yeah. I know that there are some dreams where it's kind of like a uh, like a film perspective. And exactly. Other ones yeah, yeah, where yeah. I, it's like first person. Yeah. You know? So that's a <clears throat> that's a good one. Yeah. Although, between those two choices, I, I honestly would rather record my thoughts because I forget everything. <laughs> like, if I can just have a record of this, <laughs> please and thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is you'd have to pick through all the all the, the garbage that I, like, just random thoughts yeah. that you think of. Yeah. So. All right, let's do interview deck one. Okay. What is the, what is the dumbest way you've been injured Oh man! Oh man! 
So have you seen that the TikTok audio? It's just, if you, if you're gonna be dumb, you better be tough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I had just bought my motorcycle, mm. and this story is not going where you think it's gonna go. <laughs> I was injured because of my motorcycle, but not injured on my motorcycle. Yeah. So I bought this motorcycle, and it still had factory exhaust. Yeah. And I was like. I can do better than that. Can I pause you just for yeah. one second? What, what was the first bike you got? The one I have now, yeah. Oh, really? 2007 Suzuki Boulevard M50. Okay, yeah. cool. I was yeah. just I curious. would have bought a motorcycle a long <laughs> time ago, but I really didn't think my wife would go for it. But when I went to her and said, I want a bike, she said, that's fine. If you get a bike, I want a Roomba. And I said, deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I just bought my bike, had it maybe a month. Mm-hmm. And I would started watching some videos of how easy it is to take the baffles out of the exhaust. And it immediately makes it louder. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) You mean for like 20 bucks in drill bit attachments from Home Depot, I can just take these baffles out and my my motorcycle is going to be louder. Mm -hmm. And it's going to sound better. And I was like, I was this, I was, I found there's videos on YouTube that was like before and after comparisons. And I was like, Bet. Let's <laughs> go. A good idea. So I, I go and I buy, and, and what you needed was was uh, a one inch and a three inch hole dozer bit. Yeah. And the the one inch went in the middle, went around the baffle, and, and basically cutting a donut yes. of the, the metal out so yeah. you could take the baffle out. And so I, I get the bits, and and it was like I don't know, eight thirty nine o'clock on <laughs> Saturday night, and um. And I'm out there, and I'm like, man, my drill. Like, every time, the, you know how it is, drill, cutting in metal. Yeah. Every time forever. that drill bit would catch on that metal, it would jerk or it would stop. Yep. Yeah. Because I just had a cordless drill. Mm-hmm. So I go to my neighbor, and I'm like, his name is Brady. I said, hey, Brady, do you, got, do you got a more powerful drill that I could borrow for a minute? Because mine is literally just not cutting it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, but... You better hold on because <laughs> it's a corded drill and it's got some torque to it. Oh, yeah, man. And I was like, all right. Well, I said, but I, I mean, it was almost done. Yeah. It was almost done. I was just like, battery was dying. I didn't want to wait till the next day. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I, I get that drill bit and, and I'm going and it catches and it jumps a little. Then it catches and it jumps a little. And I'm like, I'm at the end. Yeah. Like I have a quarter inch metal to cut. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna push through. So I, I pull that trigger on that drill, and I just bear down. Yeah. And those teeth caught on that metal, mm-hmm. and it spun that drill around. Oh. And I didn't let go in time, and it broke my hand. Oh. Right in the middle of my my uh, ring finger on my right hand. Oh. I heard it snap. Oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize at the time yeah. that I heard it snap. I just was like, that's really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So the first thing I do is, you know, I'm, I'm checking pressure points. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm like, it's, it's not swelling. It's not changing color. It, you know, I'm, I'm checking these. So I'm like, okay, I don't think it's broken. I mm-hmm. think I'm okay. So I made sure that I could still squeeze the brake. Yeah. <laughs> with my it's hand. still good. And I'm like, I think I'll still be able to ride. Um, so I go in and I put the thing on ice. It's like 1130 on Saturday. Yeah. The next day, Sunday at Granberry. So I had to lead worship yeah, at Granberry yeah. <laughs> and direct the choir and mm-hmm. play my guitar. And, um, man, every time I moved, it hurt. Ugh. It hurt. And I dodged all but two handshakes that morning. And the last one, it was a big guy. He yep. just crunched just... down, and I was like, 
yeah, you're like screaming, this is not like good. And so I, I was like, I told my wife, I was like, Katie, I, I need to go get this thing X-rayed this afternoon. <laughs> and I went and got X-rayed. They're like, yeah, it's it's all kinds of broken. Mm-hmm. So I, I was in a weird weird little cast for uh, about six weeks. Yeah. Um, but it was it was the cast because they call it a boxer's fracture. Yeah. But so it was in the cast where it had my my pinky finger and my ring finger together yeah. like this. So they can and they use. were bent right. But I could still. I yeah. could still ride my bike, <laughs> exactly. man. I just used my fingers to brake and use the yeah. throttle. And <laughs> I was like, I'm still going to ride. I'm still going to ride. So, nice. so yeah, that was – it was just one of those where I was just like, really, man? <laughs> yeah, I get, it was one of those things where, like, I go in a house and I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> now you have to live with this. So, Yeah, man, some of those uh, – I know – not a drill, but some of the impact drivers and stuff. They oh, have man. they have a handle on yeah, the side. This you, one did not that you that you hold down for that exact reason. Yeah, this was just one of those one of those old yeah. corded drills, yep. man. I was like, plug it straight oh. in the wall, and you hope that yep. Uh, yep. it doesn't it, blow up. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was intense. It was intense. So, but anyway, so that's going to be it for the cards. Well, Brett, I'm really looking forward to jumping into our topic of the day. I think it's a good one. I think it's it's a, a relevant topic. But before we do, um, let's just talk a little bit about our spare time. What are you What are you doing now? Reading, playing video? I know you like to play video games. We play a lot of video games together. What are you watching, playing, reading? What are you What are you doing in your spare time? So, I'll start off with reading because I just ordered a book off of Amazon. It is called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, it is the, there's a film that was made in the 1990s. It's starring Johnny Depp and a bunch of other people. Um, I know that, uh, I think Gary Busey makes a cameo in it okay. and Tobey Maguire is in it. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's been a young Tobey Maguire. Yes. With long hair, actually. <laughs> it's, it's very strange because just a couple years later he's playing Spider-Man. So it's, <laughs> it's, nice. it's, it's very weird. Uh, and so is the film. So the film in, and the book follow a, a journalist, which is um, a kind of a car- caricature of uh, Hunter S. Thompson, which was, you know, he was a journalist in the 60s. And he had previously, before this, he had done a, a journal excerpt on um, uh, the Hells Angels biker gang. Okay. And back in the 60s. And so after that, he's kind of looking for something to top the previous thing. And so they go to Las Vegas just to cover a dirt rally. And they end up going on an enormous drug binge. Oh, wow. Of basically anything you can think of. And they they take a, a Cadillac and they just drive off into the desert and head for Vegas. And so... Interesting. Um, the movie is is very strange it is very funny if you have a strange sense of humor there's a um uh, i don't know if i mentioned this before but johnny depp is the main character he plays uh his name is raul duke and um there's a scene where every like they're in one of the uh the lobbies of one of the casinos and uh raul had just taken some uh some some drugs i'll just leave it at that but uh uh not just some but a lot but um and everybody around him starts turning into lizards 
like the, like giant lizard people, <laughs> and he's just like they're they're going on and they're talking normally, and he is he just has this look of terror in his eyes, and is just like freaking out. It is a very funny film, in a strange way. Okay, very good. Um, but yeah, I ordered the book of that for video games lately. I have been playing through the Gears of War series. Nice, nice. Um, nice. I just finished the third game, and I have started. I, they released a uh, a turn based combat uh, tactical game in uh, 2019 that's set in the Gears universe. So yeah, I think it's I think it's Gears of War five, mm-hmm. where the final boss is that dude on the train and you gotta shoot him with the arrows that's the first one. Oh, is that the first yeah. one okay man i hated that guy yeah it was it, that one was kind <laughs> of i had to look guy. up i had to look up, um, <laughs> look up he's like he's like probably one of my top five hated game bosses <laughs> yeah he he was pretty tough i think his name is like raw r a a h yeah he was oh man he was tough yeah uh so what about you what about uh yeah, so as far as watching, man, I'm I've got I've got like one episode left on season three of The Witcher. On oh yeah, Netflix. Uh, you know, I put a little blurb on Facebook the other night while I was watching. I I'm not optimistic about Hemsworth taking over as yeah, Geralt. Geralt, um, because man, Henry Cavill just he just plays out that of the park, role man. so well. So I, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it when they come out with it, but I. <laughs> Hemsworth got some big shoes to fill. Yeah, really. Um, I think the part that uh, that really made Cavill really mm-hmm. good in that is that he did his his homework on yeah. on the series. Like he loves the video games, yeah. he loves the books, and I think that's just kind of what contributed to making him a really good fit for the character. Yeah, you know? and he, he we've talked about this his love for Warhammer Forty Thousand. Yes, and you just recently got your stuff in to get yes, into Warhammer. Yes, yes. Um, Have you decided on class and and all that yet? Uh, not really. I just kind of got two little miniature models to um, to start just to kind of test the waters a little yeah. bit. I'm not really a big painter, but <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. Um, I had just I've just primed both of them. They're these Space Marines. One, they're from two different chapters of uh, of uh, Marines, I guess. Okay. Uh, and you know the the whole painting thing is a little daunting. Yes, yeah. you know I'm never really done it before, but I'm mm-hmm. I had just finished priming them, so we're gonna see how okay. it goes. Well, as far as reading, um, I'm currently teaching Sunday school at FEMC here in town in Stephenville, uh, and we are we're taking the Pathfinder Sunday school class through David Gushy's book After Evangelicalism. Okay, where he he kind of just lays out. Uh, kind of like how we got to where we are with the rise of evangelicalism mm-hmm. in the U.S., the emergence of this Christian nationalist movement, yeah. you know, and, and this idea that, that there, was a, there was a conservative takeover, I think, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, somewhere around there, yeah. that launched this evangelical movement, mm-hmm. and they started passing conservative legislations and... And it just, I don't think any of the people that started this movement, as Gushy points out, expected it to turn into yeah. this massive thing that it has. Yes. Uh, and, and, and so much so that people don't even realize mm-hmm. how massive 
this movement has become. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, anything, any bit of media, whether it's music, movies, TV, magazines, radio stations, anything that exists that is labeled as Christian is a result of this movement. Hmm. Uh, and so it's just, it's mind boggling. And so, and he talks about how in, in his view of that book, and we'll probably talk about this a lot over, mm-hmm. over the podcast because a lot of people are kind of disenfranchised from that evangelical, yeah. conservative, far-right, Christian nationalist flavor of Christianity. Mm. I think I even said in episode one when I was kind of telling my story that like I just I got to a point personally where I found myself saying things and teaching things in Bible studies. I would immediately walk away and say, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Yeah. And so, uh, and, and so Gushy not only talks about how we got where we are, but he also shares some potential ways that we might be able to move forward mm-hmm. in a reconstructive way. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a really good book. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's, it's not a hard read. It's, it's, a, it's a good book. Playing video games, man, we still, we're still jumping into Overwatch 2, Apex, Exoprimal now has been mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, those are our team-based games, but when I'm just like wanting to chill and play a video game, uh, I've started another playthrough of Immortals Phoenix Rising. Man, I love that game, <laughs> but it is huge. It's a massive game. Yeah. The last, this is my second playthrough. The last time I played through it, I think I had like 96 hours of playtime. Oh, man. And I finished the story and what I thought to be a lot of the side quests and side missions and vaults to open and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Man, I was only 52% completed oh, of the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but this is my second playthrough. I'm, I'm kind of slow on the uptake with, with games sometimes. First playthrough, it's I, big games like that, like yeah. that, and the Zelda games, or fa- especially Fallout. Fallout, yeah. I'm gonna need a couple of playthroughs yeah, to really to get, get the, the full whole experience. Of the... Because like like this time through, the combat has been so much more enjoyable for me. <laughs> because a, I understand the game better. I'm actually using the potions and things that you can use yeah. to improve your defense and your your uh, attack. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm starting to pay attention to the armor and the weapons and the perks that they have. Yeah. Because like this this body shield or or, or armor is like. 40 plus 42 percent damage when fighting enemies in a vault yeah um you know or something like that and so before i go into a boss battle i'm like all right let's look at our inventory do i have the best thing equipped for this Mm -hmm. and it's been so much better (laughs) and and i can skip through a lot of the cutscenes because i know the story yeah and it's just a great story so if you're listening to this you're looking for a next big playthrough i recommend immortals phoenix rising if you like the open world uh rpg kind of style it's it's very, very similar in mechanics to, to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, and the people say, "What's it like?" I'd, I'd say it's a bad comparison, but it's basically Breath of the Wild with Greek mythology. Yeah, <laughs> in, in a way, it's so. Isn't it on uh, Xbox Game Pass? It is on Xbox Game Pass. I believe it is available to play on Switch and PlayStation as well. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah. So that's that's kind of me. Awesome.
Well, without any further ado, we are ready to jump in today's topic of the day. And, you know, as Brett and I were kind of just talking about this episode, I always like to ask our hosts, like, hey, but what, what, what burning questions do you have? What's really been on your mind? What do you want to talk about? And Brett, you and I, we had this conversation the other day where you were kind of talking about this, because you're, you're, you have a year left, yeah. right? Yes. After this year or this year, last year? Uh, it should, it's going to be December of 24. Okay. So I have uh, this year and then a little bit more. So. Okay. And so you're kind of finding yourself in this, this odd space where you feel like you're just, you're just trying to get through this stuff to get on to the next big thing. Yes. yes. Talk a little bit more <clears throat> about that. So I've, I've always kind of had this feeling, you know, it's like, um, to put it in perspective of, uh, is like going through high school and, uh, getting prepared for college. Mm -hmm. And so now when you're in college, you're going through college, getting ready to prepare for your place in the world and to how to leave your mark and what to do with yourself, you know? Well, and there's a different level to it also mm -hmm. because, you know, with with junior high, you're like, I know after junior high, I'm going to high school. Yeah. I know after high school, I'm going to college. Yeah. I know in college, I'm going to this place and I'm going to study this. Yeah. But now, but <laughs> I, what's going to happen now? Next? Yeah. I mean, I know what's not going to happen. You're probably <laughs> not going to move back in with your parents. Yeah. I mean, you might. Some people do, <laughs> but I know you and I don't think that's going to be yeah, what you're going to do. Not. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, I would just say it's uh, it's kind of just the the waiting, yeah. the waiting for things to happen. You know, is kind of what what's really just kind of causing. It feels like I don't think sure. it is I, at this. Like, you know, I'll probably look back in like twenty years or something and be like, man, I should have like slowed down. But <laughs> but uh, it just feels like things are really dragging. You know. Yeah, I understand. And uh, just kind of want to get out into the action, yeah. you know, because, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's normal. I, I think there's, you know, we, we, especially as we get close to finishing a phase in life, then, then we naturally want to start thinking, okay, I can't wait until I'm there. I need to start being proactive at yeah. least. Well, a lot of people do not everybody, does. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's normal. You know, we, you've been to Costa Rica with us twice on our mission yes. trip now. Yes. And, <clears throat> and I just I love Will Bailey's uh, theology and mm -hmm. ethos and approach to mission work. You know, one of the first things that he told us last year, for the first time we went, I asked him. I said, "What What is one thing that you want our students to to walk away with to know culturally? What do we need to know? Come because I hadn't been to Costa Rica before. Mm. And and he, he there's a lot of wisdom here. He said, you know, whenever you come on a mission trip. And you go home. Everybody wants to ask you, what did you do there? And, and his answer, or, or what they're, what, and he says, what they're asking you is, what did you build? Yeah. What's the, what's yeah. the project? What are you going to do? And, and he was like, he said, I don't know what it is, but Americans are just very, very task driven. Yes. He said, we get so many American teams that come down here. And he grew up in the U.S., by the yeah, way. Yeah, yes. You know what. Uh, uh, but he said, we get so many teams from the U.S. that they come down here, and their their goal 
when we start working on a project is to finish the project so they can go into the next yes. project. Yes, yes. And, and his, his point is, man, the work's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And we got another team coming next week. So he said, if we go out to the work site and you don't get anything done because you've spent the whole time building relationships and just being in the moment in that space with mm-hmm. our people and with the locals and the family, the pastor of the church whose yes. roof we put on this past year, if you're building those relationships, having the awkward conversations in broken English <laughs> yes. and broken Spanish and drawing pictures in the dirt because you don't know what to say <laughs> or using Google Translate, he said, then that's, that's the body of Christ mm-hmm. at work. The, works, the, the, the projects are always going to be there. Yeah. The next phase of life is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think as we were talking about this the other day, you know, college is such a unique space in your life. And there is no other season or space that you will ever have like this mm-hmm. in your life. I think it's appropriate to to be proactive and be a good steward of your time and resources. Yeah. But, but I also think it's appropriate to just go and make the bad decisions, right? I mean, live your life. Spend a summer in Germany. Spend a summer working on a cruise line. Mm-hmm. You don't have any kids? <laughs> You're not married? Yeah. You know? You don't really have a whole lot of bills to speak of right now. <laughs> the mortgages will come. Yeah. The taxes will come. The children will come the offspring, all that's going to happen. This is not going to happen again. Mm -hmm. Whether it's your college life or, you know, we just, we were just at the department of public safety today with my, my oldest daughter getting her driver's license for the first time. That's never going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And I know when I was 16, I was like, let me just get out of this building so I can get on with my life and go drive around (laughs) with my new freedom. But the reality is that it's it's never going to be that way again. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah, it, it sounds cliche and hokey and cheesy, but, you know, cliches exist for a reason. Yeah. And so I think if we can figure out a way to maybe be aware of that space but not live in that space and live in the moment and invest in those around us, then, then I think we'd be better off. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. My parents tell me the same thing all the time. <laughs> They're always like, you know, basically what you said, you know, uh, like, it's all there. It's all, it's going to happen eventually, you know. You're going to, like you said, the mortgage will come, the taxes, the kids, the just all of this stuff will happen just to enjoy like slow down a little bit just enjoy what you have right now mm-hmm. because um your time in just a few years will be soaked up by something else man listen you're gonna wake up one day and you're gonna be like has it really been almost 20 years since i graduated from college <laughs> couldn't be me <laughs> But yeah, and so so let me ask you this. Let's say, president of our leadership team, let's say one of our leaders comes to you with this question. What do you what do you say to them? Uh, I mean the same thing, really. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, just uh, slow down, 
sorry. <laughs> just to slow down, really, and just yeah. enjoy what you have right now. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like I was saying. I mean, do all the things. Go at, at midnight just to drive around town. I mean, safely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, go on midnight drives around town. Take a weekend with you and your buddies and, like, you know what? I feel like a road trip. Let's go to Colorado for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's go float the river this weekend. Let's, I mean... Do it, man. Do all the things. Because this life that we live is, is about two things. It's about making memories. Mm-hmm. And this life is about the journey. It's not about the destination. Mm-hmm. Our focus is not we're doing this so that we can dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Sometimes it's completely appropriate to just say, I'm doing this so that I can do this. Mm-hmm. Or because I can do this, uh, because I, you know I, I joke about it when I'm whenever I'm preaching at a church. I thought I was just preaching at a church Sunday, mm-hmm. and I always give them fair warning. I have ADHD. My sermons are about the journey, not the destination. I will connect the dots. Yeah, <laughs> but it's true. Our life is about the journey. It's not about the destination. Mm-hmm. That year that we loaded up in the bus at Granbury FUMC, and I took middle school and high school kids all the way to San Francisco, and the bus AC exploded in the middle of the desert, and we and that was on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> man. Oh, man, we had to. You know, I, if I said it once, I said it 100 times on that trip, it's about making memories. <laughs> and, and here we are still today, you talking and I about talking that. about that trip. Yeah. Talking about that trip to Florida where you were able to go and you were still too young to go, but your parents went and you went and your brother didn't get to go. <laughs> what was he doing? I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, Who yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just make all the memories. Do the things. Do well, Be impulsive. Actually, speaking of that trip, uh, yesterday when I, I went outside and I primed those miniatures for the mm-hmm. Warhammer 40,000, and I look over in one of the boxes, apparently, uh, I don't know... I believe we went and uh, me and my family got wands like from the Harry Potter world. Oh, yeah, world yeah, I'm there. sure you did. And I couldn't find mine forever. For oh, you years. found it? Yeah, it was in my dad's office for nice. some reason. I was like, <laughs> cool. That's cool. That's cool. So, yeah, I think uh, as hokey as it sounds, I, I think we just pay attention to those around us, invest in those around us, and just... Sometimes it's okay to just be. Mm-hmm. It's awkward though, man. It, sometimes it gets awkward because the world that we live in tells us that we need to be more productive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's just not true, Yeah, in my opinion. Um, so, I don't know. Any other thoughts? Not really. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you are welcome to hop over to our Discord or Facebook or our website. And uh, if you've got some thoughts, uh, let us know. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. There are many ways you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Uh, you can go on our website, www.tarletonwesley.org, click on the resources tab, and the donate tab if you want to uh, drop a dollar in our tip jar. We always need 
money. I mean, money is the ability to do things. And we are kicking off the fall semester, meeting all these new, amazing young students. Uh, and, and we, you know, we have expenses. So if you would be interested in partnering with us, we would greatly appreciate that. If you, want, if you would want to invest in the transformative power of God at work in the lives of these students. And uh, you can mail us a check if you need that address. You can just reach out to me, or you can just make a donation on our website. We're also asking for people to subscribe to our Wesley 1225. And what that is, is we are inviting individuals to invest $25 a month for 12 months. And you can do that right on our website with your credit or debit card. But more importantly than that, as, as, as the, along with the money donations, is we're asking individuals to, to commit to pray every day for the Wesley at 1225. Yeah, it's a weirdly specific time, but it fits with the, the, uh, the, the 1225. And so uh, we would just greatly appreciate it. Um, spread the word about our podcast. Spread the word. Share the episodes um, and all those things. And so at the end of each episode, if we have any, we will turn to social media, the Discord, things like that, and we'll try to answer any questions that may have popped up. So if you have a question for either of us, shoot the question. It can be a serious question, it can be nonsense question, or just a plain curiosity about us personally, about the Wesley, about anything. I'm, I, I love questions. So uh, we don't currently have any questions right now. But I'm confident that, that we will have some at some point. I would love to get into those questions. Well, that is going to be it for episode 003, The Pursuit. Special thanks to Brett Ross for joining me today on this episode. Brett, before we wrap this up, do you have any other just thoughts, ponderings, random things you'd like to offer up for our folks? Not at the moment, really. Just, uh, yeah. Live in the moment. Yes, live in the moment and with that we are out and remember you matter because you matter to god you matter to me and the world is a better place with you in it so go today and spread positivity and joy and change someone's world for the best deuces mm-hmm.